BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am joined by a man who knows a little something about a two-on-one date. If I'm not mistaken, you remember him from season 14 of The Bachelorette and two seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, one a little longer than other, the other. Um, hello, Jordan Kimball. Hey, Sarah, how are you? It's good to be a, uh, a part of the podcast, and uh, I think I'm here for the right reasons. I'm ready to talk about last night's episode. Yeah, I don't, you know, I always debate what the right reasons even are these days, but <laughs> for, for this season, it seems to be we're getting deep very quickly. We're set, we're cutting people, sending people home very quickly. There's a lot going on. So I just want to start with what do you think of this whole switch up with Claire and Tasha? Did you like Claire and Dale's little rendezvous? What, what were your thoughts of this whole season so far? Uh, my thoughts are that Claire shortchanged Tasha, and I'm not taking away from Claire being a lead. I thought I had Claire had all my support, uh, even though I had seen how things had worked out for her in the franchise previously. Uh, she had all my support, and I thought she was going to do a wonderful job. I wasn't sure that she was. I, I knew that she was going to bring a villainous side to being a lead, but she really was just her angle at every guy just being upset and only giving attention to Dale. It was hard to watch. Uh, I, I'm glad that she found love or appears to have found love. Um, you know, and she found love from Dale's social media. It seems like months before it even aired or, or filmed, but uh, I'm, I'm really happy to see Tasha. She really brings a great energy. She's open to being the lead and dating all these guys, which is what the show is all about. You've got to be open to kissing many people and going on many dates. Totally. I agree with you. Did, are you in the mindset of Claire and Dale spoke beforehand or just the Instagram? Because at first I thought they spoke beforehand, but now I think she just like fantasized about his Instagram. Yeah. So now that I've had time to kind of sit back on my heels and, and assess the situation, I think that Claire didn't speak to him. I think that she saw the social media swooned a little bit. And I think that Dale likes a little bit of crazy in his life. You know, like we're on week three and you throw a hammer through my windshield, but it only loves, makes me love you more. That's the kind of guy I think Dale is. So <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it uh, it's it, what a wild ride already. And you know, we're getting down to the last few weeks. As I said, Claire kind of shortchanged Tasha um, as far as being a lead. And uh, you know, we've got hometowns coming up, or you know, meeting the families. I guess we could call it this season. Uh, and it, I think that what we're going to see next week is a ro- we're going to start with a rose ceremony and end with a rose ceremony to try to really whittle it down and get us you know focused on who Tasha's there for. There are still so many guys left, I feel like. So many guys. What's Ed doing there? What's Ed doing there? Can oh, my God. Jordan, I cannot handle Ed at all. He drives me nuts. He served his purpose. He had the drama. He had the baby. Why did she keep him? He wasn't even there for, like, the feud with him is over. Like, he had no purpose to be here this week. 
No purpose at all. And I find the same thing with Bennett. I know Bennett's making moves on her and everything, but you're not, it's not happening. Right. And I, and I can say that because I've been the guy it's not happening with and been there. So it's okay. It's okay. And you know, you got to have humility and just know when your time's up, you know, if you're there to pick, pick on Noah, at least just do a better job of that. All of his jabs were just very, uh, condescending and like coming from where he's at in life. First off, Noah's like a decade and a half younger than Bennett. So sitting there and talking about all of your assets doesn't really, it's not a huge turn on for me to watch. You know what I mean? Right. Let's talk about this feud that turned into the two on one. Let's start there. Cause that was like the big drama of the episode. Um, yeah. And that group date where first, okay. So they've had obviously tension for the last couple of weeks. It's kind of been Noah versus everybody, but Bennett, like you were saying, for right. whatever reason, decided that this was his fight. Do, do you think he kind of took that on for the group? Like, where did that even come from? I think that he's kind of got this, uh, producers have put it in his head that he's going to be America's sweetheart and he's Batman and you know, all these things. And uh, I think that he's gotten ahead of himself a little bit and he thinks he's wittier than he is. I mean, I know that he went on Jimmy Kimmel and proved that he could spell or whatever, but all in all, I'm not impressed with his sophistication, his elaborate uh, zingers that he thinks he has. If Bennett and I were standing in the same room, he would feel naked. He would feel totally embarrassed. Uh, I feel like he's like a Hellman's, he's like a Hellman's tub of mayonnaise. I'm real mayonnaise. I'm real mayonnaise. We get it, Bennett. You went to Harvard. Like, come on. That's, if that's all you got to offer. Then there's a degree hanging up on a wall. We don't even need you present. Just put your degree up here. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, as someone who's been in a bachelor feud before, is a yeah, lot of that sure. producer like getting in your head like, oh, you hate that guy? Or do you just because you're in the house and there's nothing else to do, you get like so hyped up about stuff that doesn't matter? Like why? How does this happen every season? How do they guarantee that there are two contestants who can't stand each other? So they end up on this two on one date? Yeah, so that's a great question, Sarah. So what happens essentially is we get into the house, the dynamic begins, right? And you start to, it's its really a, such a fast process and you have to trust the process. So you kind of give this unwilling trust to these producers that are total strangers, but they're on your side. You think, I guess, kind of. I've got really close producer friends, but you know, they're, they're there to do a job and you have to separate that from your, your connection with them and what they're doing. And you know, on the second or third day in the house, they may ask you, hey, is there anyone that you don't quite like? They may ask you when you go back to the hotel after night one, who didn't you like? And then that's where the feud starts. Uh, they, they, they already know because they do hours of interviews before anything even starts. They already know who's confident in talking. And that's such a big deal. When, it, when you're trying to pick a villain, you've got to find someone that's confident in talking. And so I think that they found someone with Noah, Bennett, and even Ed is kind of like this villain to me. And I thought it was going to be Yosef. Thank God he went home. But yeah, agreed. Uh, it definitely starts out as like a who don't you like? And then they start to put things in your head kind of deal, start to pin you against each other. And then as the, as the time goes on, you actually start to get frustrated because you're like, dude, what am I like? What is going on? You know, like you start the morning with a mimosa, try to put a little sunshine in your life. And here comes a rainy day just trying to, you know, just give you a hard time in the house. And it's and they can't travel or anything. So it's got to be extra frustrating for these guys. Yeah, for sure. I think between these two specifically, the moment that stood out to me in the date, I mean, we'll get to the present and the emotional intelligence because I just can't with that and that phrase. But what was right. so interesting to me was at the group date when Bennett made 
um, what's his name? Yo, uh, Noah, get up. And so he could sit next to Tasha. and Noah listened. Why would he have gone with that? I was so confused why he let Bennett boss him around. Yeah. Uh, Noah got played on that. Bennett, you know, Bennett, I'm certain, I'm certain of this. Bennett was told by producers, Hey, no, like we're going to tell Noah to just go sit there. You have to tell him like, no, like I'm being told I can sit here kind of deal. And a part of that may even be cut out, but Noah got played. He should know better. Uh, you know, this season, this season needs a coach. I need a headset and a white band, and I got to be there to help Noah through this because I can't have Bennett win. You know, and it's, uh, I, I just, I, I just want Noah to park the car in the Harvard yard. That's all I want. Okay. That's all I want at this point. Um, but do you, who do you think yeah. is going to win in this? I think they might both get sent home. It's going to be one of those, I would guess, but I don't know. Yeah, if, if I were to if I were to think about the best thing that could happen for the season, I would say they would both go home. But something tells me Noah's here to stay for uh, at least an episode longer, at least. Because like I said, we're going to start to whittle it down and meet families and things. And I, I don't think that Noah's going to be one where we meet his family. Um, but Bennett's got to go. The, the Hellman's mayonnaise has got to get off the shelf. I'm tired of hearing it. So. Have you any sort of love for Bennett because I was one of these people who when the season started I hated him already based on his bio based on the scarf the Harvard the loafers on the high line in New York City like I couldn't let that go and then he had one episode like two weeks ago when I was like oh Bennett's great and like whatever but then I lost him again so I've been on a roller coaster yeah so for me night one I was like okay this is the Dollar Tree 007 like we get it you want to be Sean Connery rest in peace and uh he just, it, like, I didn't like him. And then just like you, I kind of had a spot where I was like, ah, I can, okay, I can live with this. And now he's just tumbled into this absolute, he's rowing the biggest douche canoe I've ever seen. He's just rowing it down the Bachelor Valley. And it's like, I, I looked at his Instagram this morning and unbelievable. He took a jab at grocery store Joe on a social media. He was outside of a Bennett's Market in Delhi and he goes, a no average uh, grocery store Joe. And it's like, guy, get on your level, all right? Because don't don't make someone come and slap you around, all right? You don't want to be sleeping with the fishies, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, for sure. I think it's just also just too much Bennett. And I think maybe it's because, like you said, we have no travel. They don't have enough time to really fill the episodes, which is also why I think right. we've been following a weird format of rose ceremonies out of place, canceled cocktail parties. Like, they always do that. But this, I feel like, has been even more so. I want to get back yeah. to the classic format. Give me the two dates. Give me the most ceremony at the end so I can forget about those guys and get them out of my head. It's too much. Right. And I really, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy watching the cocktail parties and seeing the guys that didn't get any time at all get some time and really make it happen. I actually do enjoy that part. And uh, I know that there's some production influence with who they want to talk to who, but it seems to me like just the guys that I would like to see get a little more of a chance aren't. And like Noah's getting kind of a, He's getting airtime, but is he really getting a chance with Tasha? I'd like to see him get more of a chance with Tasha. Uh, Zach's one-on-one last night, you would think it was very heartfelt. It was genuine. It, I, I think all of us felt touched by it. That guy, has he's gone through so much and overcome it. I wish that he would stop wearing ankle-high basketball shoes with suits. But all in all, seems like a great guy. I think Tasha's really into him. Yeah, I think Tasha's really into him. I think she is too. They have a connection. I think it's so interesting that the season was cast for Claire, but Tasha has such a connection with so many of these guys. Like this is one of the first seasons in a while where it wasn't so obvious who like the top one or two were. I feel like Zach right. is definitely in there. You have Ivan, um, 
Brandon keeps coming back or Brendan, whatever his name is. Um, I feel like there's a lot of guys in the running. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel that way. And I, I think that even uh, someone like Riley who did well with Claire and kind of started off right with Tasha, but hasn't seen her a lot. I think even someone like him could, you know, decide, Hey, like I, if I'm going to be here, let me really show up, you know, uh, Claire term, you know, you just got to show up, but all in Tasha all, said it I'm last really, night too. I was like, no, it's the motto. It's the motto of this season. And it's awful. Uh, showing up is not enough. Um, I get that. Like I get it showing up, trying. Yeah, whatever. But that's like a participation medal goes to all kind of thing. You know what I mean? Especially and, on this show where no one has anywhere else to be. What do you mean showing up? Right. Yeah. No, sure. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. They're literally right down the, you don't even have to, uh, you can walk through one door and you're there. You have to go down steps. They don't, they're not even walking downstairs or anything. They never have to get in a plane or anything. No, and we're all stuck at home. There was nothing else for them to do. So everyone's like, they took this rescue on the show in quarantine, but it's like, what were you doing at home? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, one of the guys, I think it's really funny because the dynamic totally changed uh, with Blake. He was so outspoken and, and such a, a stud for, for Claire. And then as soon as Tasha came in, it's like, I mean, he just shut down as far as what I can see, you know? Yeah. He had, he's had an interesting arc back to the group date. He was the one who made the penis out of clay, I believe. Like well, and he, yeah. then he got super deep with his self-portrait. Like he didn't know what way to play. I think he felt no. like stupid because they all were really deep. And he was like, I literally made a penis out of clay. Like that group date, yeah. well, how'd you feel about that overall? Did you like that one? Was it, I don't know. They're so, they've been rough a little bit. And I think it's the one location thing. Exactly. No, you're, you're exactly right. It's the one location thing. They've got to drum it up. They've got to give a highlight reel for clips and trailers to draw on viewers. Um, it was strange. It was really strange. The guy that was there as the naked model initially, he kind of seemed like your typical perv kind of deal. He just looked like a pervert to me, unfortunately. Uh, but it was cool. It was a vibe. It was like a 70s vibe when you walked in. I was waiting to see the shag, the shag carpet. Um, but all in all, uh, I think that the way that Ben decided to open up wasn't really opening up at all. He's like, I'm just going to like sit here like a steak, physically show you that I'm opening up. And it's like, no, dude, like you're literally doing a hip abductor right now in front of everyone. And that's not the opening up that we were looking for. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Ben was an interesting one this episode because I, a couple weeks ago when they showed Ben for seemingly the first time, because we hadn't seen him, I was like, who is this hot guy that has been hiding in the background? I love him. Then he had that whole meltdown about not being able to see Taisha because he waited too long. Then we went from this week where he you know, got naked. And at first I was confused. And then I guess the whole point was since he was going to open up about his eating disorder, that was his way. But I, I think it almost made the, I think it would have been even more impactful if he didn't do the naked thing and then talked about the eating disorder. Like, I, I don't know. It, it brought me the wrong way a little bit, the, the naked thing. Yeah. I'm constantly with this franchise. I'm constantly like going left and right on the fence. And I'm like, I don't know what's, I'm going to fall this way. I'm going to fall that way. Oh, this bothers me. Oh, this, but this doesn't bother me. Like, what, how did we get here to go there? It's like sailing, right? You have to jive. You got to switch. You got to go this way to get that way. And you're constantly changing your position. Ugh, it's a, it's a big hurricane is what this season is. It's a huge hurricane. And I think it's also interesting with um, some of, we were talking about Zach before back to the first one-on-one -on -one date, you know, he opened up uh -huh. about his addiction, which was, you know, very powerful. He was very candid and he's also been married before. And that's another example of these guys were cast for Claire, but they have a lot in common with Tasha. Do you think that 
when they cast these people, it was because they're older. So maybe they have more in common with, with Tasha and Claire. Like, I, I wonder why it's working. I, I was a believer that it wasn't going to work because these guys were for Claire, but maybe that was naive. <laughs> I, I think it just goes to show that if you're open to finding love, you, you find things in common with each other. I think if everyone in a room is open to finding love, you learn about each other a lot faster. It is strange. It almost makes me think that they cast knowing that this was going to happen. But I also tell myself, like, at the timing of it, there was no way they knew. There was no way that they knew that. So I'm, I'm very confused as to how this is working out so well for Tasha, but I'm happy about it. If Zach is her guy, then, then great. Um, and if, if she finds someone else and she finds someone that she really loves, you know, it's so far she's got a great connection with Zach. I would say he's in the lead, um, but there's still a lot to learn about Brendan with her. Mm -hmm. I feel like so there's there's a lot of options here, um, and there's still like that Spencer guy that came in. Oh yeah, I forgot he was still there. <laughs> he yeah, I saw him once I think last night, and he came in, and everyone was like, oh my oh my god, this is gonna be awesome, and then like he just kind of disappeared. I don't know a lot about him. I think he's like a family person, which is good. I don't know. We don't know. I have a very important question. Yeah. Okay, so when Zach was getting ready for his one-on-one, -on -one, they showed the suitcase like they always do to be like, this, he mm -hmm. could go home. Do you actually pack before the dates just in case you go home? You, you actually do pack. Yeah, and it is a, it's, it's a, if you, even if you're going on a group date, you pack. Um, and before every cocktail party and rose ceremony, you pack. You are living truly out of, like, don't even hang anything up because you're going to have to pack it up. Um, steamers come in handy. They bring the steamers around. And uh, then we all get in line and do the steamer thing. But yeah, it's uh, he packed up and I mean, he took it seriously. I think he really showed he really showed up. I'm trying to stay on on brand here. And uh, I think he did a great job. The fair school was really sweet. Uh, Tasha seemed a little bit reserved. Like, I think that she wants to get to know Zach a little more. But she like to me, she hasn't broken down her walls to Zach yet. And that's what we're looking for. Right. We want her to open up because as soon as we see her open up for someone, that's when we know, OK, this could be it. I think what was interesting about that date also was I think putting her in the wedding dress was not cool. I know they do this all the time. They do like the wedding photo shoots. I remember like Nick Vial season, but it was like a group date and they had a bunch of them do it. And it's different right. with that. This was a woman who was married not that long ago, has taken wedding photos. And it's this one guy who she clearly likes and they're making her like wear a wedding dress and she looks gorgeous. But I thought maybe that got in her head a little bit and maybe that's why she wasn't super open later on. I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, I, the whole thing kind of was just, it was strange, right? And the photographer was even more strange. Um, I was watching like this. I had my, my, my fingers in front of my, because I was like, uh, what's going to happen here? Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed their, their talking and stuff. Didn't really enjoy watching them take photos. That was just, that was kind of lame to me. Um, but, you know, and then you go to the group date and it's like, I'm not really enjoying this either. Can we just find someone for Tasha in this group and just let them have time? And then we had Easy, um, you know, going home. Uh, I didn't really quite expect that. I know there were some things I, I'm not going to talk about it too in depth. I know there were some mm -hmm. things that were being looked into on him. I don't know the outcome of any of those things, but I feel like that could have lended a hand to his exit. Uh, I definitely, cause I know that that impacts who is there and who's not, who gets shown. So, so I don't do know you if that's what it was. Potentially found out while filming and like told her she had to send him home or they just cut out a lot of stuff. It could have been that and they cut him out and then they said, hey, like it, uh, very well, they could have found out while they were filming and uh, and and said, hey, we have to cut him. They're very good about ABC is very good about that. Uh, you know, things happen where people get on. But all in all, I mean, I can't say what kind of guy easy is. I don't know him in real life. He, he held, held himself well on the show. Uh, and I don't know what the outcome was of the investigation. But I, I think that really had a role in him going home. 
I think so too. It was very strange. Easy had an interesting arc because I feel like even with Claire, like he definitely was getting some love, some screen time. I think he got a group mm-hmm. date rose from Tasha. So there was definitely a connection there. Um, and then he he didn't even believe he was going home. He was like, Tasha, is this real? Are you sure? And I was like, oh God, cringe. Like you got to take it like a man and get out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never good to, it's never good to do that. You know, especially on paradise, like if you're on the beach and you've had a couple drinks and you're like, well, wait, like, are you sure? Like, uh, like you're really going to do this to me? Cause it's, it's a little more laid back and everything, but like on when she's got all these other guys lined up, yeah. Like, yeah, she's sure. Get out of there, partner. You know? Um, and you know, who, who knows who all these guys were going to see on bachelor in paradise is easy going to reappear there. Uh, if all this gets cleared up potentially, I, I hope not to see Bennett. Um, I you're really, going to see Bennett. I think you're going to no, see Bennett. No shade at Nick Vile. Well, maybe a little, but but we they've had an older guy on there before, you know. So, um, you know, so maybe he will be on there. You know, they're in the same age group. So um, I don't know who he's gonna who he's gonna pair with. I'm starting like I'm I'm a Bachelor in Paradise guy. Me so too. I'm starting like all the gears are going for that. I'm excited for um, for that to come up, and then we've got Matt James season uh, January fourth. And uh, that looks pretty good, too. The only thing is, we just don't know a lot about Matt James. Um, that's the only deal. So I'm sure that they're going to do a, a preface, I, ho- I hope, uh, to, yeah. you know, who he is a little bit or I don't know. So we'll see. Because we, we never really get to know the lead that well during, you know, like we're not getting to know Tasha overwhelmingly well. We already knew everything about her. So how much are we going to get to learn about Matt James? I don't know. I don't know, but I can't wait because he's so cute. That's all I know. Um, my only other <laughs> thing with my only other thing with Easy was, I guess, did he say the L word? He said love, right? Like I think I'm falling in love with you, and that yes, is did, yeah. the fatal mistake. If it's you, you have to the delicate of when you can say it and when you can't. I feel like I wonder if that was a producer move, like in his head, like show her how you feel, and then he took it one step too far. So I feel like that's when the lead backs out and is like, whoa, 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 like you said it too soon. Like, are you thinking in your head when you're in that house, like I have to say I love you when you barely know this person? No, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to say his name, but I know exactly what producer put him up to it and knew that he was just out of there. I've seen it too many times. Ah, oh, man, if if you're oh. listening, just know I got your number, buddy. Because <laughs> it, it is good they're very good. I mean, they're very good at what they do. And I don't think that he was feeling, I think he was trying to save himself perhaps because he hadn't gotten to know Tasha any better than he got, he got to know Claire. So no. how, how are you falling in love? You just like seeing her get dolled up before the canceling the rose ceremony. You haven't seen much of her. So, you know, it's a little strange. Speaking of getting dolled up and canceling rose ceremonies, this was Jojo's first episode filling in for Chris Harrison. And I don't know if it was just me, but when those guys, when she walked in the room, I feel like some of them were like hoping Jojo was going to be their third lead. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. These guys think they got all the options in the world. Uh, what an anomaly this season has been. We've got a host replacement. We've got a, a lead replacement. We've got a couple cast replacements. Wow. I mean, this is it's making history for sure. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I just I really like to see like that guy Spencer show up and start, you know, really being active. You know, I, I don't like it whenever you got someone there that has all the potential to do well and they just kind of squander it, you know, like show up. If you were on a season where, show up, if you were on a season where the lead left, like Becca and Garrett just ran off in the first couple of weeks, would you have stuck around? Uh, I, I'm, I'm certain that I would have stuck around. Um, I'm just, a, you know, I'm pretty open-minded. I would have stuck around, but if, if they've also brought in new guys, I mean, I guess I would have done the same thing. I would have done, I would have done what Blake's doing, or maybe my dynamic would have changed in a, in a different way. I would have stuck around, um, but you also have that I, that thought in your head that says, like, wait, if I did, I like Claire because if I liked Claire, like, 
is this like, how, how is this really going to appear? You know, you don't want to look like you're just there for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. And I think that that's like what Blake's doing right now. He's just kind of riding the wave. He's there. He's not doing anything wrong. Uh, he, he, it seems like he likes Tasha. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to speak down his feelings for Tasha, but you know, I, I think that he was more interested in Claire just by how much he was uh, more, he was just more relevant during that time. Um, but yeah, I would have stayed around. I would have, sure. Yeah. I think no, that's no, no, no. where that's where Chasen's downfall was last week too, where they were calling him out for saying that, or two weeks ago they were calling him out for saying the same things that he was saying about Claire that he was saying about Tasha, and I feel like a few of them probably did that, but they just decided that they were going to put it all on Chasen because there's no way they didn't you know repeat a few of the key bachelor phrases about both right. women. It's just the show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's uh, you know I'm, I'm having a great time on my journey. Um, you know, there's all kinds of phrases, but Chasen, I love the way he was like, yeah, I'm going to switch it up, everyone. I think Tasha's a smoke show. And I feel like the camera just like zoomed into his lips and it was like smoke show. And that was it. Yeah. I, don't I know mean, what he was I don't either. And I think that being called a smoke show is not necessarily a bad thing by any means. But when they're questioning your intentions, maybe come up with something that's not a physical attribute. Like they're, they're, you know, accusing you of not right. being deep. And then you came up with smoke show as your new, your new adjective or whatever. And that's not, that's not going to help your case, buddy. Yeah, in no way, shape, or form is smoke show an insult. I think most women today would love to be called that. I think it's like a, oh, oh, you know, kind of deal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jason really, he just didn't play it well. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what happens with Noah and Bennett in the beginning of the next episode. Uh, I hope Bennett goes home. And, um, you know, he, he really is getting around. I know he was with the Barstool folks not too long ago. And he really thinks that he's, he's all that right now. So let's let him have his moment. But uh, his moment to go home is, is coming soon. What is with The Bachelor and the term emotional intelligence? You know, I don't know because it was a thing with uh, Jean Blanc on, on season 14 with Becca. He, he, he picked up an uh, emotional intelligence book and there was even an artificial emotional intelligence on how to fake emotional intelligence and the key words and how women feel with this and how. And it's like, what are you doing? He's like, I just don't trust the process. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Then why are you like, here? Yeah, like what's going on here? He, uh, he had me really sketched out at one point, but um, yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. The emotional intelligence to me, it's a, it's a, it's just like a double negative. It's like a double positive, but like a double negative, you know, like yeah. emotions aren't intelligent. They are emotions. So please spare me with your, your Harvard degree uh, input there. Bennett. Well, we had it with Taylor and Corinne a couple years ago too. And she was like a, she's like a psychiatrist or a therapist or something. So it must be a term used like in school, but I read somewhere that Bennett said he brought a book about emotional intelligence onto the season. So he, he felt prepared to talk about it. And when you're packing for this season, I just can't imagine my emotional intelligence book being one of the things that makes the list. Yeah. And uh, I know that he's BSing because they tell you not to bring books. Like oh, it's on great. the list. It's on the list not to pack. So Bennett, you're a liar. I'd love you're to see. Liar, I'd love to see the picture of the the book in your bag packed. I'd love to see that because you're a liar. So. <laughs> um, okay. Well, who are your who's your top four for Tasha? If you can come up with four, who are you hoping to see some with their families? I don't know what they're doing with the hometowns. I assume they're they're quarantining like a million people's families and bringing them in. I don't really know. But who would you want to see for your top right. four? All right. So I'm going to be Tasha, and I'm going to pick my top four from what I've seen. I'm going to say Zach. It pains me to say it, but I'm going to say Ben. Something's off to me about him, but I'm going to say Ben. I'm going to say Brendan, and I'm going to say, 
I can't come up with, I, I'm going to say Ivan. I'm going to say okay. Ivan because they had a, a, a really in-depth talk before. So I'm, I'm going to say that's the top four for her. Uh, it, does she pick someone out of that top four? I don't know. Does someone come back? Who knows? Who knows what happens? But that's my top four. Okay, I like that. I think I'm on board with most of those. I, I struggle. I like Ivan a lot. I'm worried he's going to get his heart broken. I feel like he's going to be one of those where we're watching and we get really sad. And we're like, no, justice for Ivan. Um, I know people were saying that about Joe a few weeks ago. There's a few guys from the season that are standing out. And you mentioned Paradise. I have to ask you, I, I ask everyone this who's been on both, better filming experience, Bachelorette or Paradise? I know you did one Paradise for short, one you got engaged. So you've kind of done it all. I've done a lot. Um... All right, so I'm going to tell it to you like no one else is going to tell it to you, okay? Yes, that's the why you're here, Jordan. The Bachelorette is more fun to film. It is certainly more fun. It is less competitive. It's more of a brotherhood in this weird way. You're all dating the same girl, but you're getting to know each other. You're a part of this ex extremely just like incredible experience walking into the Bachelor Mansion, traveling, all this stuff. And even if you're giving the guys a hard time and everything, you still have that camaraderie. Bachelor in Paradise is absolutely the single most stressful experience of anyone's lifetime because not only are you dating and being vulnerable and meeting people and like meeting new people to date and meeting new people just to be with on a beach, you're also on national television and like someone shows up and steals your girl. That's kind of embarrassing. So yeah, like Bachelor in Paradise, you're sleeping outside, there's crabs everywhere, you got bugs, you get through it, it's not a big deal, you're a little sweaty, no one's glamorous at all. Bachelor in Paradise is the exact opposite of uh, the Bachelorette or Bachelor experience, uh, it's much faster paced, um, the food is not as, in many ways, is not as good, um, I hope you like almond butter with fruit, because that's about what there is, uh, you know, it's, it's just... It's, it's a way more stressful experience, um, and it's something that you just will never forget. Yeah, it's, so it's, why'd it's, you go back? Well, you have to go back. You know, I was, I was reelected. I was reelected as the mayor, and uh, I had to show up. And, yeah, you know, that whole thing ended pretty crazy. Never thought it was going to go that route. I didn't, I didn't think that uh, Christian was going to come and try to put hands on me. But uh, that happened, and uh, all I could do was – you know, get them out of my area. So, but yeah, I never wanted it to go that, that way. I really didn't. And a lot of people that know me, a part of, you know, that are also a part of the Bachelor Nation, they, you know, they've said like, didn't think that, you know, that that would ever happen, but it did. And uh, it also broke season's records uh, for ratings. So, I mean, like, what are you going to do, you know? You've given us so much, Jordan. You really have, Bachelor I try, Nation. I try, yeah. have, have you retired your reality TV degree? You have a girlfriend, right? You're not looking for love anymore on television? I, I have a girlfriend. I'm not looking for love. I was cast with a huge network for a show uh, this past year, and uh, there was a change uh, in the format and things. COVID has done a lot. Uh, not that I was tested positive for COVID or anything, but um, I was cast for a major show, uh, not dating. And um, I'm now going to be in talks for another season. And um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. I have not retired from reality TV yet. Uh, in the meantime, I have become uh, a wedding officiant uh, and I'm booking weddings. So that's good. And uh, I'm also enrolling in real estate school. Uh, I'm just, I'm paving avenues, you know, cause yeah. Yeah, I'm like, a, I'm like a big Swiss army knife, you know? And I'm, I'm just trying to do it all out here. Yeah. And right now I just want to be a can opener. You know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Cause it's going to be lunchtime soon, Sarah. And I'm it trying is. to be a can opener. You know what I mean? I could see you on like a celebrity big brother, a challenge, yeah. something like that, where it's yeah. more head game. I, you could definitely mess with some people in like a big brother house for sure. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with, uh, with what's going on. And, uh, I, you know, I, I've always got uh, a really positive attitude and, um, 
you know, I'm definitely working on being a better person every day and uh, in the sense of just, you know, the energy you put out too. But yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. A lot going on. Sarah, your Instagram is phenomenal because you're like, you're just like nonchalantly dope. You know what I mean? Wow, you're like, oh, thank you. You're like, you're like, this is me. It's not a big deal. Like, but like, I'm pretty cool. And you're like, you're always interviewing celebrities and stuff. And that's really cool. So it's good to, you know, it's good to see you. That's for sure. Wow. I think I need to change that to my new Instagram bio. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Kimball once said, I mean, you mentioned wedding officiants. I have to ask where are we getting on one knee in your own life anytime soon? What's the plan there? Not to put you on the spot. No, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Christina's definitely the one. Um, I have no doubts or reservations about that. Uh, she knows how I feel, and uh, the world may know how I feel uh, sooner than later, you know, definitely sooner than later. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be the guy that went on reality TV and, and like, uh, I'm not trying to starve my personal life so I can try to have fame. That's not what I want. I want a family, a home. Um, I, I want kids. Uh, I want it all. I want all that. Uh, I am not someone that's going to starve my personal life to try to chase fame. That's just not me. Um, I'm a little more. I'm sure uh, your girlfriend appreciates town. that. Yeah, she does. And I'm a little more small town than that. And uh, you know what? I might just nonchalantly keep popping up on TV, though, without trying. You know, I'm not I'm not saying because it's not, it's not my goal. I can have a couple kids and a, and a wife and still be on there, you know, crushing some skulls or something. You never know. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. But all in all, I am pursuing happiness and that's my purpose here you know and it's your purpose too it's all of our purpose i believe so we're having yes. a good time amazing well my last question for you we ask everyone what are yeah. you what is your advice for matt james what are you hoping to see from matt james looking forward what are the matt james vibes from jordan so matt james has been in a little bit of heat for a party with tyler c uh with a lot of girls uh, a lot of women and uh, at a pool party i'm gonna say for matt james be reserved say what you mean and don't try to get caught up in all of what Bachelor franchise is about. Don't be overdramatic. Don't get caught up in the drama. You're going to know night one who you're really interested in it, to, a, to a certain extent. You're going to get to know some of the girls. You're going to meet them for the first time. First impressions weigh so heavily on these seasons. We know that. We have seen that. There's analytics to that proof. Follow your instincts on how you feel from night one. And People are going to grasp, you grab your attention from there and, and just keep moving with it. Keep moving with it. And that's how you get to a top four. You get a girl that you loved on, on night one. You get a girl that really surprised you week two. You get a girl that really spoke out and showed that she cares about you week three. And that's how we, that's how the season works. But the people that aren't showing up and the people that aren't there for the right reasons, cut them. Uh, you know? cut so, yeah. So wow, I, I, just want, I just, yeah, I just want him to be real. Amazing. Well, thank you, Jordan. I could talk to you forever. Sarah, it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Seriously, I, I really, I, I'm going to start to consider you a dear friend here very oh, soon if we keep absolutely. talking like this. So. Well, have a great rest of your day and thank you again. You too. Bye. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another week of Here for the Right Reasons. Thank you to Jordan. Always entertaining. He had some great hot takes there. We will be back next week as Tasha's journey to find love continues. We're getting so close to the end. I can feel it. And looking ahead to Matt James season. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. And we'll talk to you next week.